Well, welcome, everybody, to The Most Basic Cable. This is Corey. This is CVH. This is episode 114, the Pete Rose edition. Uh, Pete Rose. Oh, The Pete. hit king. The hit king. <laughs> um, is he like Ichiro? Did he have more singles than doubles or anything like that? Oh, I'm sure he is yeah. all just like slap. Yeah. Slap, singles. Slap singles. Yeah. The difference was, though, that when he got on the bass paths, he was a terror. Right. Yeah. yeah that's was, That was the difference. Yeah, he was a bull. He was a bull, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so, Chris. Yeah. We've been gone for a little while. Yeah, since like... November. November. Yeah, we left you guys shortly before the holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chris and I got abducted. Yeah. No, not did. No, we just got some sleep. <laughs> we did get a lot of sleep. Uh, so we've been gone for a while. Um, it was very unexpected. Yeah. Very, um, very miss, missing Richard Simmons of us. Oh boy. I don't know if you, have you heard, <laughs> yes. have you listened to that podcast? It was very missing Richard Simmons of us. Um, we just left our disco shorts behind and just moved on. Took a sabbatical. Did you know that, um, doing sweat into the oldies was like a <laughs> large part of my childhood because my grandmother had those videos <laughs> and, uh, one of my one of the things that stands out was that, like, in some of the aerobic routines, they'd have like a weight implement, oh, yeah. but like a very lightweight thing, right. and they were like bottles of like neon <laughs> soda. So like you'd be like watching him so, dance around. So like, you have the bottles at home as well? No, no, he had the oh, bottles. Yeah. We just like had like regular bottles <laughs> full of soda, full of soda. How many hours do you think you've sweat to the old days? Uh, I'm going to go with eight. That's pretty good. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah. yeah that's not bad. Yeah. Um, a, a night's sleep worth of sweat to the old days. <laughs> that's what you get. That's Richard Simmons for you. Uh, so we, uh, we took a little sabbatical. We took a little break. Um, but we're back. And we're back, um, one, with some information. Yes. Um, and two, with our final episode of... The Most Basic Cable. Yeah, this is it. And I say that, our final episode of The Most Basic Cable, because we're going to start a new podcast. We are. Super weird. Great? This is great. Yes. Um, so, a little bit of backstory. So, Chris and I started The Most Basic Cable two years ago? Yeah, just a little over two years a ago. A little over March two years ago. 2015. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Chris and I had talked for a while, like... About doing a pod because we like talking about sports. Yeah, and well, we we kind of. Well, I guess we didn't. We kind of came. Yeah, we came in like we went back. We like wrote some stuff. Yeah, we were gonna write. Yeah, we were gonna and write. And we were just gonna do a podcast. I, some cross media to supplement the writing. I stuff. think. Yeah. Yeah, and we had a, and we the name the most basic cable was kind of an inside joke that like Evan Wintern, who everyone knows and loves. And I were at a bar one day, and I, we were just having a conversation, and he said, most basic cable, and I said, the most basic cable. And we laughed, and then I was like, hey, we should call our thing that. And I was like, well, there's nothing to do with sports, but it's still into jokes. So we did that. We wrote some stuff around the tournaments when we started that, too, yeah. right? Right? Yeah, all at the same time. All at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. the first thing we ever wrote, you ever wrote, was the thing, the, the yeah. game. Points pool. Points pool. Um, and then we, I took part in the, my first ever 12-hour uh, gaunt, 12, 12 gauntlet of the NCAA tournament, which is now three years into my life. Yeah, and I still, love it. It's still there. Maybe a little grayer. Oh, it's incredible. Rough around the edges. Uh, it really, it's just, I get, <laughs> I get more, I'm more prepared for it every year. Yeah. This year I thought it was the best, but we'll get into that. Um and then, you know, I think that we had we had really went hard the first my first year of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And we I think we got home for some reason was driving. And I think I've told this uh this this story on the pod before, but I had driven home when I probably shouldn't have, but I dr- had driven home and I was more than anything just so tired that I had parked my car halfway into my neighbor's driveway. So like in the street, halfway in the driveway. And Chris and I had decided like we were going to go home and then we were both off the next day and we were going to get together and we were going to record our first podcast. And I woke up at like noon and I walked out the front door and I was like, oh God, my car is like in my neighbor's driveway. <laughs> and they didn't say anything. Uh, and then Chris came over and I had this like Pro Tools rig, right? Yeah. Like this old like Hackintosh that I had built um, that I had Pro Tools on. And I was like, well, 
let's just do this. And it set up like a one microphone. Right. Which was our life for a long time was yeah, one at microphone. at least for the first 30 or 40 episodes. Yeah, at least. Yeah. And so I just, we sat on the couch in my living room and we put the microphone in front of us and we just went. It was cool. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, it worked out well. And so really the further we got into it, uh, I think we were kind of trying to find our way and what we wanted to do and what we wanted to talk about. And most basic cable has always been kind of a mixed bag of sports and pop culture um, and really like a lot of off the cuff conversations like people versus OJ making a murderer. Yeah. Um, point break. Point break. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. So we've had some great, great episodes, which you guys can go back and listen to. Um, and uh, and and then we 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 were still kind of trying to find our way, and I think we both just had done it for a couple of years, and we were like, let's take a break and figure out really how to do this correctly and where we want to go. And those like couple months off were great because it allowed us to kind of step away from the pod and figure out what we wanted it to be going forward, if we wanted to continue carrying it forward, and so. After many uh, attempts, I was like, well, let's let's try and think of a name that's maybe a little bit more uh, sports-specific, right? And so we were working on that, and Chris and I would throw names at each other for... Oh, there were so many names. God, like, yeah, like two months' worth of names. Mm-hmm. And, um, and one day, um, and we just kept like... I think our rule was just to not settle on a name. I think we kind of did that with most basic cable where we're like, yeah, it sounds cool. Whatever. We'll go with it. And it doesn't help people understand what it is. We want to be as specific as possible about what you're talking about. Um, And one day I I came up with the name Salute Your Sports. There it is. So it's homage to the show Salute Your Shorts, which uh, probably my favorite thing that anyone has said about it so far it always gets either a laugh from someone who knows the show right or uh or like an interesting like oh okay that's that's cool i like that right so from someone who has no idea what the show is you could we could spend the next 45 minutes arguing the merits of salute your sports first <laughs> hey dude <laughs> i do love that yeah i couldn't find a name for hey dude that was no, sports related yeah. uh, i did love hey dude um and uh, my my friend scott who who is like the pun king of the midwest who i'd asked originally to help me name it and he was just like this is the hardest thing ever done um I had told him what the name was, and he goes, that's so perfect. He's like, it's hilarious. It's specific to sports. It's a name that 40% of your audience will get, and the other won't, or maybe 40% yeah. of your audience won't get. Um, so, yeah. So, lo and behold, our new podcast is called Salute Your Sports. Hooray! Hurrah! Uh, we, um, you can visit uh, our website at saluteyoursports.net to kind of check out um, what we've got going on there. We've got... Um, you know, we'll have our podcast posted there. We've got some merchandise, um, and we will have a preview pod up, um, coinciding with this podcast. Yes. So when you guys hear this, whenever we put this up sometime this week, I'm assuming, um, you can go uh, to saluteyoursports.net, check out our podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, same way that, um, the most basic cable has been found. Yeah. We'll find, we'll find a way to put it in your ears. Yeah. And uh, for those of you, I guess all we can ask is for those of you who have enjoyed our show, enjoyed our banter and our conversations, uh, we hope that you follow us over to our new venture. Yeah, that'd be good stuff. It will. You know, I think a couple things about it. Um, one, for the most part, will be very sports specific. Uh, Chris and I have had some conversations about what pop culture might look like going forward. And that may just be a different podcast. Um, but cause, but Chris and I, when we get together, generally talk a lot of sports. And yes. sometimes there's a little bit of pop culture mixed in. And there may still be a little bit of that in Salute Your Sports. Um, uh, and then the other thing I think is... Um, you know, well, if you just like with most basic cable, if you guys follow us over, um, just do please subscribe, um, as always. So we're always in your podcast feed, uh, and then rate and review. And so, yeah, we're going to get that started soon. Um, there will probably be a little bit of an interview element to it. Um, we've gotten some people that we'd like to have on. We never really did that with this podcast. No, never. And I think that it'd be interesting. You know, Chris and I are both um, pretty addicted to Twitter, <laughs> I guess is a pretty good way to put it. Um, I'm at Court Smoots. 
at C Van Howe. Yep. Uh, the Salute Your Sports Podcast is at uh, Salute Your Pod. And um, there are a lot of people on there that are really interesting that I think we'd like to talk to you that are either journalists or sports pers- sports Twitter personalities. And maybe that will turn into something else. But we're going to ask some people on and we'll see if they say yeah. And if people want to come on and talk, then we'll talk to them. Yeah. And if they don't, it's going to be Chris and I. Talking to you. Every week. Yeah. Uh, so, without further ado, we're going to get into the final episode ah, of The Most Basic Cable. Here but we go. Before we do, Chris, someone is at my door. <laughs> For the last time. <laughs> For the last time, someone is at my door. Chris, who's at the door? It's, it looks like that's a short man. Uh-oh. Yeah. He's, uh, he's actually, he's not at your door. He's running full speed <laughs> and diving headfirst. Wait. Arms extended. Wait, is it Pete Rose? It's Pete Rose. Oh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose is at the door. Pete. Tell him that this is not the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but unlike the Hall of Fame, yeah, he he's is always welcome. welcome here. There we go. Yeah. All right. So, so. The Hall of Fame of our hearts. <laughs> all right, Pete. Come on in the room. Um, we're, we're gambling. Uh, all right. So, Chris, <laughs> let's get into it. Yes. So, yesterday I was... Was it yesterday? I think yesterday I was watching... Um, I don't know if I was watching sports yesterday. I was just maybe on the internet. And I um been a lot of sports lately. I think I might have, I think I might have detoxed yesterday from the sports world. <laughs> it's a lot going on. Um it's that time of the year. It really is. It really is. It's like it's like pre final four. Yeah. NHL yeah. playoffs start in two weeks, NBA, NBA three. Yeah. 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 The sports vortex will be upon us. Yep. Um such a great thing that my wife's birthday. And, and Mother's Day and wedding anniversary all fall within the sports vortex. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, if you could go back, you would definitely push that wedding to yeah. like a little further yeah, into let's the just, summer. Let's get married in July. Nothing happens in July. <laughs> it's right after Wimbledon. Yep, that's fine. right. And it's your birthday. Yeah. So it's like you win. Yeah. Um, all right. So I was, I was on the Twitters yesterday and I come across some post that has that has the phrase, I don't think it's not a word. I don't know if it's a word. Muse cage. Muse cage. In it. Um, so here, did the first time you saw it, yeah. did you pronounce it as, as muse cage or so you saw it on Twitter. Yeah. I saw it like on, on the ringer or right. like just right. like a little, little article there. Right. And I saw that Kobe Bryant was involved. Yeah. So, what and so your- my immediate <laughs> thought is like, Oh, this is just like some crazy cologne, or like a like a like a, it's a version of like Moscato. That's but it's, a great way. Yeah, to put it's it. like a, you know it's what? like a new wine you're a, variant. You're a hundred percent. I was like musicage, musicage. Yeah, like trying. But no, it's just it's just cage. cage. Well, if it would have been a cologne or a wine, would you have been surprised? No, no. I would have been like, oh, yeah, it's, it's Kobe Bryant. He's got a beard now. Looks like an international man of mystery. He does. Speaks multiple languages. Yeah. Could be a spy. I like to call him the Black Jason Statham, <laughs> personally, with that beard. Um, but what is Muse Cage? I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. There was like, you know, it really was, reminded me a lot of uh, like a Tim and Eric Dude, vibe. No, where- 100%. Like, I, that's, I, I felt like they were, I felt like. I felt like Eric Warheim was going to like stand up and the, what is it? The baby Mamba or the yeah. mini Mamba was going to be on his like hand. On, yeah. On his head or yeah. Yeah, something else. <laughs> so Muse Cage, as far as we can tell, is supposed to be like a sesame. No, maybe like a little it's bit more Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers. There's a train and like mixed a, with Mr. Dress up. Yeah. I don't know. So there's like a, Kobe is there with what is it called? The Mini Mamba, Little Mamba, Little Mamba. Yeah, Mini Mamba is a better name. I think so. Um, God, Kobe, just let me know when you're tra- coming up with stuff. Um, and it's it's like a Muppet version of a snake. Yeah. Can we talk about the nickname the Black Mamba for a second? Sure. That's dick related, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the bigger question is: Did he name himself the Black Mamba? Like, what are the odds that Kobe named himself the Black Mamba? Yeah, I mean, like, did that come from... I don't remember anyone ever saying, like, like Air Jordan came from... Was he the Black Mamba before uh, Kill Bill? Oh, that's a good... That's a good well, no, because Kill... Well, 
I don't think so. Skill Bill was like 2003. Yeah, that would have been. 2000. Yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. We'll have to figure that out. Because I, I tend to think that he became the Black Mamba after Kill Bill. After the, the Black Mamba leapt into cultural relevance. Well, it, it definitely did. There were a lot of uh, snakes back then. Wasn't yeah. snakes in a plane around then, too? It was a little later. Oh, it was a little bit later. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. Oh, well, well, well. Lakers news. Laker Nation. 2014. Kobe Bryant. Uh, hold on. I gotta look. Okay. I mean, if you score 81 points in a game, like, I think maybe you get a certificate that says, yep. choose your nickname. Yep. Here we go. He was the Black Mamba, a nickname he gave himself after watching Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. Okay. God, Chris. Yeah. All right. In which the snake, known for its agility and aggressiveness, was used as a code name for a deadly assassin. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Still think it's named after his dick. That's just me. I'm going to go to my grave with it. <laughs> just want you to know that. Well, he was thinking, I mean, he's a multitasker. He's an entrepreneur. He's like two birds. <laughs> this is great. I need, I need a name. My dick needs a name. Why not just, just be the same thing? All right. <laughs> All right. So. Done and done. Done and done. So Muppet Black Mamba. <laughs> God. Um, and Kobe are talking. And Kobe is talking. Wait, do you think that <laughs> if the shop, if, if, the shop, if Kobe is Kobe's regular Black Mamba, yeah, and there's a, there's a phallic reference in there somewhere, <laughs> right. and then Lil Mamba, right? Like that's the small version of the Black Mamba. Like, <laughs> How big is the Black Mamba? Because yeah. it is called Little Mamba, right? And that thing's like two feet tall. <laughs> it's a big thing. I will say that the shot, the shot of Kobe Bryant, if I'm not mistaken, is all waist up. He, you you can see now because he's got like a very like shiny shirt, si- super tight like tuck yeah. going like where that like you know it's yeah. it's basically like he's he's in dude clothes but they're kind of like spanks right. like they're just like a bodysuit <laughs> but they're you know biz cash. I would say that biz cash is definitely the look he's going for. Yeah, it's like Silicon Valley on a lunch break. If he made this thing ten years ago, he'd definitely have a Bluetooth headset <laughs> in. <laughs> That's true. All right. So he's introducing, he's explaining what a muse cage is to. This is a thing he made up, right? Oh, yeah. It's Kobe Ventures. Okay. It's a part of the, it's it's a. Is he going to install muse cages into people's homes? Oh like you walk God. into a room and you're like, <gasps> you're filth. <laughs> you're never okay. going to make it. Okay. So let's get to the, because <laughs> that's my favorite part about the muse cage. My favorite part about the muse cage is there's the light. There's two elements. Light muse cage. Yeah, it's like your and Rocky poster. Exactly. You know. Yeah, because there are things you surround yourself with. Yeah. We're sitting in a muse cage right we now. We are sitting in a huge muse. It's all happy. Yeah. Except for Andre Drummond. I don't know if that's going to work. kind of regret that picture. Yeah. We have to get another one. He looks just as bewildered as everybody <laughs> who's encountered his career. But like Larry Bird's above him and he's just like, ah, oh, you're my bitch, Andre Drummond. Yep. He's just looking at things in front of him saying, I could beat that in basketball. Lamp, I can beat you in basketball. <laughs> All right, so um, there's a light element and the dark element. The light element is like, can't believe I'm explaining this. And it like compliments you, like you're beautiful, you're doing great. And the dark element is like, you're worthless, that and that's my failure. <laughs> <laughs> and then like it, the word failure appears on the screen next to the little mamba, <laughs> probably because he's not as big as correct black mamba. Yeah, correct. And so then it it turns into like a fever dream of like Kobe Bryant's. Like, uh, black, whatever, muse cage. Yes. Um, says like the train, his psyche. Is that, yeah, I think so. There's a train chugging along, which Thomas the train can't be happy about. No. I mean, that's his territory. If you're getting into kid stuff. Well, even before Thomas, there was a little engine that could. There was the little engine that could. I I did get a little, little engine that could vibe coming from that thing. Um, do you know what Thomas, all Thomas, he, he just wanted to be useful. That's it. Really? Yeah. That, it was his ambition was, was to be a useful engine. That's sad. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's British. So like, <laughs> <laughs> that's being useful is about as good as it gets. That's true. And it's a very, it's a very British like, way to say that. The British scale of like creativity and contribution to the world. It goes John Lennon, Paul McCartney. Yep. Useful. <laughs> There's no in between. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's yeah. very milk toast. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, it's got and like then this, rubbish. And then rubbish. <laughs> well, rubbish would be. You're right. Yes. You're right. Rubbish is the bottom. It's got like this weird video sequence where the Larry O'Brien trophy is a mountain. Yep. And then there's like a there's like a wildebeest on top of it that's yep. that's like egging on the train that is Kobe Bryant's psyche. And the biggest blow that it takes to its reaching Larry O'Brien Mountain is a lightning bolt that says injury. Injury. And all that tells me is that Kobe Bryant is trying to say that he would have had more championships than Michael Jordan if not for injury. Remember when he snapped his Achilles? Yeah, but that was like so like he was done at that point. He wasn't gonna yeah. win another one. I know. But he do you think he knew that? Yeah. No. Okay. So We've all been asking ourselves, not really, what's Kobe Bryant going to do when he retires? And it's it's been said, like, he's going to, he's going to get into probably venture capitalist type things, right? Like investing. Yeah. And everyone's waiting for like the, like you, like you said. Like the first, the first company he sees. The first one. And so you said, if it's a, if it's a new cologne a new Darko Noir or whatever, yeah. or if it's, you know, an, a wine, I'd be like, yeah, makes sense. That's a good, that's a good little venture to start out with. Do you think that like the first venture he's going to see is his own? Like, yes. He's just standing in front of the mirror. He's like, do I have an idea <laughs> for you? All right. You uh, like creepy puppets? And then it's like the mirror him is like, I'll take uh, 50% of the company for $3 million. Yeah. And he's like, so <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Well done. He, he and then his reflection reaches out of the mirror <laughs> and shakes his hand because he's delusional. So if you guys think this imagery is crazy, just watch Muse Cage. Yeah, just give it a whirl. Um, I, does it like? Does it make you like Kobe more or less, less than you were? Less. Really? You you're more? I. You know what? Because he means well. No, I just like because it's fucking bonkers. Well, <laughs> <laughs> now, like you so, know, well, I like I like David Lynch. <laughs> So I can't really like dis you know you can't dis- hate on Kobe yeah. for like putting something out there in well, the world. Well, the difference is though that David Lynch is actively fucking with everybody. Where that's Co- true, Kobe's not. Like Kobe thinks this is real. Yeah. The best the best thing to come out yesterday because he was also on ESPN at the state. Like he he uh, introduced it, I guess, on ESPN. And he's on like the NBA countdown show with Jalen Rose, who's oh, just boy. like just like searing just searing glances at him because yeah. he's like, That's my motherfucking championship, Kobe Bryant. Right. And he's like, No, man, I had a mini afro and I beat your ass. So And I dropped eighty one on you. Oh yeah, he sure the fuck did. Um and the best thing about it is that network is tweeting uh <laughs> Kobe's just like Kobe's Kobe's got the uh the drop route and he's just Taking hits at LSD <laughs> into his eyes because <laughs> that's really what it was all about. The other thing was like Kobe Bryant retired and took drugs for the first time, and this is what he came up with. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so that was Muse Cage. If you haven't seen it, and just just Google you've Muse Cage. Watch. What do you think Tim and Eric are going to say when they see it? They're going to be like, "Yeah, oh, could really do a lot with this." I think they're going to try to become pro basketball players. <laughs> The connection's not that far away. Well, I think. Do you think he's like? They're like, "Hey, man, that's our fucking corner." All right. Yeah, you I mean, they, to play but that like they they cleared the way. There's all kinds of crazy bonkers there is. stuff out there now. Yeah. What I, my question is: Are there other cages coming? Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah. The thing about him is he's always been obsessed with the with the word muse. Yeah. Wasn't his documentary called Muse? I think so. It was. You think he likes the band Muse? Yes. Nah, nobody likes the band. No, we won't. Kobe Bryant would. <laughs> we would. But why a cage? Yeah. I don't That's know. That's the thing that I'm hung up on. Why not like a... Like a cave? Like a, just like a play on man cave? Like Yeah, but like a cage is weird because it, one... I guess there's a basketball element to the word cage. It's like, true. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's like the cage. Yeah. That's a good point. But a cage can't hold everything. Like a cage, get, cage has holes in it. Yeah. Like it's hanging from something. Mm-hmm. Isn't something going to fall out of there? I don't know. Yeah. How many words do you think he went through? Oh, he's got a lot of time and a lot of money. <laughs> so, um, Muse- Every compound word ever. That's right. 
just literally no, the ones that don't exist. He literally says it to Google. He's like, "Give me every compound." Give me a word. list of compound words. And it got, he, the furthest he could get in the list because it's just like rattling them off. It's like cave. It's like cage. He's like, "Yeah, that's it. That's, All right, that's the one. That's as far as I can go." Yeah, um, it's a little terrifying. Okay, my question is: Do you think Alonzo Ball will ever have a muse cage, or is? LeVar Ball, his muse cage. Yeah, I think so. He could be. Because LeVar Ball is one crazy motherfucker. It sure is. Like, he is just insane. Out and, there doing it. And I kind of love him for it. Yeah, why not? And, you know, like, his kids don't. You can tell, like, every every photo you see of him and Lonzo together, Lonzo's like, like, this uh... motherfucker. Now, I did... <laughs> I did... Okay, so let's talk about it. So... Um, cause we're going to get into it. We'll start with the NCAA tournament first. Yes. Um, filled out one bracket. Okay. I did the, ES- the ESPN one. Right. Um, I picked UCLA to win it. Okay. I was, I was going on the once in a lifetime generational player in the tournament can take, yep. can take you very far. Yeah, you'd think so. Although I, I, I'm trying to think back, like, because I was thinking that as well. It's been a long time. Magic? Well, I mean, like, you know, Glenn Rice with Michigan had a big tournament. Obviously, like, yeah, you know, Christian Leitner and, and Grant Hill both had their runs yeah. for Duke. Oddly um, enough, more Leitner. Yeah, they both did. But, like, yeah. you're right. And so that's where I was misguided. Yeah. Because I was like, hey, this guy's a superstar. He's going to carry this team. He took this team, this UCLA team, that was like the worst basketball team last year. And him and TJ Leaf, who's great, come in and and Lonzo just changes the way they play basketball. Yeah, they were great to watch. I I don't understand like why everyone – well, and I know it's not a possibility anymore because Archie Miller's at Indiana now. But like I know that that Steve Alford went to Indiana – but he's not a good co- like I don't think he's a good coach. Nah, like that team last year was terrible. His son's out there. Yeah, his balding son making it up. <laughs> you think his son looks at his dad? And he's like, God damn it, he's got more hair than I do. Oh, that would be so <laughs> wow. It's it, he doesn't look like his son. It's real, I, that's the first thing that I thought of. I was like, he's kind, he's kind of like a blondish redhead, and he's got a receding hairline, and I don't know that he plays like his dad. No, he does on occasion hit the three ball, but. It was just Steve Alford and Bryce Alford last year, and Bryce Alford would take like 60 shots a game, and they were terrible. And then TJ Leaf comes in, and Lonzo Ball comes in, and Lonzo changes everything they do. So they're essentially playing Lonzo Ball. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think is still going to continue to maybe, I don't think it's going to look like what it looked like with his brothers at Chino Hills, but I think eventually you could see a version of basketball that will look very similar to that. Well, it's, I mean, the NBA game is not that far off. It's not that far off. Um, He's coming in at the exact right time. And so, so I picked UCLA. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go with Lonzo. I love watching this guy play. They lost two games all year. They beat Kentucky. Though I don't think Calipari is a very good coach either, but great recruiter. Sure. Um, And then I was, Hey, it was like going pretty well for a while. Uh, Michigan had an incredible run. Yeah, it was great. It was a great run. I don't really feel sad. I mean, obviously, I wanted to see them play again, but yeah, that through the Big Ten tournament, the first two games, you know, the game against Louisville. Oh yeah, the Louisville game, and then Walton got a great shot. Yeah, he had a great look. If anyone was going to hit that shot, it was either DJ, yep, or Walton. And DJ had the shot, the possession before. Yeah, he had a three point attempt, which. He missed pretty badly, didn't he? He did. Yeah. And in the and in the world that, that we grew up watching, like, if you're down two, you could just lay it up. Right. And hope for three. Hope for a three-point play. Yeah. Now it's all a three-point shot. That's okay. Whatever. Um, Walton had a good luck. Really good team. Yeah. But, like, a, a team that has a couple seniors on it. Mm-hmm. And I also think that takes you a ways in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the, I mean, yeah, the four teams, obviously... UNC as 
Oh, well, they some older players. Yeah, they're, they're they yeah. may be the, they may be doing it the best. I think so. right now. I they, agree. They get some one and done talent, but right. then they have guys who stick around and grow into their roles. The majority of guys that have been there, Barry is a senior. Yeah, like the majority of their team, I think, is upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at well Gonzaga, like upperclassmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- South, South Carolina. Carolina. Who knows? I, okay. Well, and that brings me to South Carolina. <laughs> and then Oregon's got the the older Ennis brother. Yes. Like he's he's in college. He's, 20, and he's, he's 25. He's older than 26? his brother who's been in the pros for like three years. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they've got that. What's that kid's name? Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Who? But I, I'll t- tell you what. He did not. He was not too damaging against Michigan. No. I thought they played great against Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Um, so anyway, South Carolina. You got- While we're talking about South Carolina, is Frank Martin the new Bo Ryan, or is he Frank scarier? Martin? I mean, Frank Martin has been Bo Ryan just had a scary face, but Frank Martin's actually scary. Frank Martin's actually scary. Yeah, he really yeah. is. When that kid asked him the question, did you see that? Yeah, face. Well, he. You could see he enjoyed it, but I know, I know, and I've heard that there were some beat writers. That were unhappy that that kid got the question off because they're, you know, clearly they're assholes. Like, it's a kid. Like, let the kid answer, ask a question. And it was the best question he had gotten all day. Yeah. And I think that made them even more mad. But you could, I think there was like a groan in the room and the kid asked a question and you saw saw him like shoot a look over to like a row and they're like, oh, God damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> going to end up in his basement again. <laughs> um. I, he's what's his muse cage like? Oh God, Frank, <laughs> Frank Martin's muse cage. Have you seen the movie Red Dragon yeah. by chance? I just think he's in a he's in a small dark room with like three television screens, <laughs> and each one is running one Candyman movie oh, no. <laughs> on a loop. Oh no, that's so scary. Uh, he's he's really been. I know he's terrifying, but he's been fun to watch. We should like do a college basketball coach 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 voltron where it's like we take personality quirks from like all the great coaches so you've got rick patino yep you've got if you know get you get frank there you've got uh sweaty sean miller i (laughs) sweaty sean miller's got to be in the ball region right all right um he got that guy should have been a wrestler nobody could get a grip (laughs) yet again sean miller can't make it past like what the elite eight no like I don't understand every year, every year of Sean Miller, he has yet to prove that. I mean, Mark Few has never made it to the Final Four, and so from uh, Gonzaga, but still they're Gonzaga. But he's yeah. Ar- he's Arizona, right? It's a huge difference. Yeah. That's Lute Olson's college. Like, yeah. what are you doing? So the Miller brothers just continue to baffle me. Like now, one being at Arizona, one being at Indiana, and I, I just want them to play to see who sweats more. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be pretty good. Um, all right, Peta, to a team I should never go against. I, I I always forget this every year. Never bet against Xavier. No, get him, get him, get him into the Sweet Sixteen. Not, not not while Bill Murray's on the sidelines. No, I made a drastic mistake day one, and I had a great day one. I had two losses after day one. My two losses were Northwestern and Xavier. Yeah. Never bet against Bill Murray. Never bet against Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. Was, what am I, crazy? King and queen. Uh, uh, Doug Collins? Yeah. He, he was crying. I was like, God damn you, Doug Collins. <laughs> I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> I'm cry with you. Uh, my, my bracket was really good for two rounds. Yeah. I was a... In the ESPN one, 20 million people do it. Mm-hmm. I was 125,000. That's pretty good. Which is good. Yeah. Top uh, top percentile there. Yep. And then the next round. Oh, well. I, my life just fell apart completely. Yeah. I tried a bunch of different different things this year. My uh, I, um, I started a new job and I was like, ah, we're doing a little little bracket thing. I was like, I'm going to show these, <laughs> these kids what's up. <laughs> And I've I like, been doing this for 20 years. And I tried like a brand new system, yeah. right? And I was like using like the Ken Palm rankings <laughs> and I was listening to a bunch of basketball podcasts. And and uh, so my final yeah. was Villanova over Louisville. Oh, God. So I was, uh, you know, yep. I, was, I was thrilled that Michigan won in that case. Yeah. Um, and I had another bracket where I had them Michigan going to the Elite Eight, which would have been great. Yeah. But, uh, 
but yeah, it was just like <sighs> I, I, it's the homer in me, but I had Michigan going to the Final Four. Yeah, why I not? Had well, they, just the momentum coming out of the Big Ten tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still, I still contest that they should have worn the practice jerseys the whole way through. Been pretty sweet. Um, I had Gonzaga, UCLA, Michigan, Villanova. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Villanova thing was kind of shocking, but God. then like Wisconsin was the worst seeded team in the tournament. Well, another team you never sleep on. Yeah. And I do it every freaking year. Wisconsin. By the way, where is Bo Ryan? He's fully retired now? Yeah, I think so. That makes me sad. Yeah. He's just sitting somewhere looking like Skeletor eating <laughs> cheese curds. <laughs> so let's get down to it. So I'm super hyped for the Elite. Eight matchup, right? Was UCLA and Kentucky? Yes. Right? Yeah. No. Sweet 16? Elite Eight. That's, yeah, that was to get to... I'm so confused. Sweet 16, I think. Yeah, that was a Sweet 16 matchup. Yeah, so Sweet 16 matchup. Yeah, because UNC Kentucky played in the Elite yep. Eight. So I'm so hyped for... Um, oh, man, UNC Butler. Butler. UNC just killed Butler. I'm so hyped for this game. And it's... The, the matchup really is... It's... Lonzo Ball versus De'Aaron Fox. And I hear all this all of this stuff about how De'Aaron Fox is just like the shutdown defensive player. And I'm like, it's Lonzo Ball. Like he's got He'll T- find a way. He's got TJ Leaf. He's got Welsh. Which Welsh, by the way, just looks like a gigantic baby. I don't know if you've seen that guy as a <laughs> center. He just looks like a gigantic baby. And I was like, I really like this guy. <laughs> uh, he's like seven feet tall. His head, his head looks like it belongs on Mount Rushmore. It's gigantic. Um, <laughs> and they're playing. And, you know, like K- Kentucky's got a lot of great players. They got Malik Monk, who like they barely use. Yeah, and he's going to be – I mean, he might get drafted before De'Aaron Fox. Well, what if he doesn't? What if he just turns into another Devin Booker? We'll talk about that. Um, God, Stanley Johnson. Yeah. Um, so it's this matchup, and immediately I know Lonzo Ball's in trouble because it's not that Kentucky is pressing. It's that De'Aaron Fox is pressing Lonzo Ball down the court. Yes. And I'm like, what? The fuck is I've never seen a one man press. Yeah, what is he doing? And he kept doing it. And the guy, he really is a lockdown defender. But I will tell you this: I have a theory. All right, I felt like this game because Lonzo had beaten them earlier in the year. I felt like this game to me from from the UCLA side, from Lonzo's standpoint, felt like a bowl game in college football. Yeah, he had. I felt like he was done. He's ready to walk off. Yep. I felt like that was. Well, it. he, I mean, like, and his dad was out of control. I just don't know. That I, whole week. I, I just feel like if it would have kept going, I think Lonzo just did it to get away to, to stop his dad. And this is now my, this is, so that's my theory that I felt like he mailed it in. Because there was a point in the game, there were about two minutes left. And Kentucky's still playing, like, all out. And Lonzo, you could see a point where he was just like, fuck it. And he crossed this – it wasn't De'Aaron Fox, but he crossed this dude over, went to the rack, and just threw down a nasty dunk and then just ran back up court. I'm like, you could have done that all game. Yeah. And you just chose not to. Like, he shot like seven times. Yeah. I mean, well, he would he finished like 10 points. Yeah. What did he shoot? He played 38 minutes, so he was out there the whole game. Well, yeah. They, they weren't going to sit him. Yeah. Shot four out of 10, missed five threes, only, to, only got to the line for two, you know, two free throws. That's probably his biggest issue is yeah. like – when he goes to the rack, he can go to the rack. He's mm-hmm. six six, six seven. He didn't do it. So my theory is that he is Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> and He's looking to get emancipated. Yep. And this 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 was like this game was like the good son or whatever. <laughs> I don't whatever movie Macaulay <laughs> was finally like, fuck it. I'm yeah. out of here. Um I do, I feel like I feel like he's had it with his dad. Yeah. But I don't know if he has a choice. He's yeah. just in it. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about that. Like, he's got two brothers who are going to go through the same thing. And now, like... He's got the middle one. He's got LaMelo. LaMelo is supposed to be the best ball brother. Yeah. And uh, he's, what, like a sophomore? Or yeah, sophomore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have big baller clothing. That's right. Which sounds like it's from the 90s. Yep. I don't know if... I don't know if LeVar Ball's familiar with... Yeah. Right up there with, like... Cross color jeans yeah. and Jerbo. Yeah. <laughs> what was like the uh 
What was like the shirts? What, no fear. No fear. Like it's a no fear yeah. shirt, essentially. Big Johnson. Big Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I, sorry, Kobe. That idea is already taken. <laughs> Kobe's like, oh, what? Oh, good shirt. Um, I feel like I feel like he's just trying to get out, and I wonder if when he gets to the NBA now, even though he even though he mailed in that game, do you still think he's a top two draft pick? Oh yeah. Markel Fultz or him? I think I think it depends on the team that's in that spot. I agree. Um, I, I will say I I do think that I do equate Lonzo Ball to the potential NBA version of Peyton Manning. Yeah, I do think that he has the ability to change everything about your offense. Yeah, I think that like if the Lakers or the Celtics. Are picking first overall. Yeah. They probably pick Lonzo. But here's my question. And it's a two-guard league. Mm-hmm. But if the Lakers pick Lonzo, um, do they do they just keep Lonzo and... and um, D'Angelo. D'Angelo Russell? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think that if the, if the Sixers get that first pick somehow, I think they take Fultz. Yeah. Because they've already got Ooh. Ben Simmons. Got Dario Saric. Yeah. Dario Saric is incredible. Yeah. What? Where the fuck is Sam Hinkie right now? Yeah, he's just... That guy made some incredible draft picks. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, we got to go back to that. Yeah. There are some rumors that the Kings may be interested in that Hinkie. That surprises nobody whatsoever. Yeah. But Vivek and, this... and Hinkie was like, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to go 0-182 for five years. Trust the process. Oh, yeah. The process. Does um part two. Does Vladi stay on? I don't like they're just like paying him in like hand rolled cigarettes, right? <laughs> like like just like he's you know, send him to Prague two weeks out of every month and Vivek, just, I need my cigarettes. Yeah. It's like you know, he just goes to a random <laughs> European city that has a beautiful river. So every single European city. <laughs> Do you think that before Boogie got traded, him and Vlade just had like a mean stare down? And then, like, he went to push Vlade, and Vlade just flopped. <laughs> just fell back. <laughs> Threw his arms up and pointed. Just looking for the call. <laughs> Cigarette never comes out of his mouth. Yep. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to be the most exciting draft in 10 years, they're theorizing. I don't know if that's true, because we've seen some really good drafts that have turned into better drafts as time has gone. Yeah, time. I mean, I think the the 2015 draft yeah. was way better than any... I mean, that was a good draft going in, but like... It was... I mean... Well, let's talk about it. Devin Booker. hmm So, the night of Wisconsin, Florida... Yes. Which is one was of the best Saturday basketball night? games that, yes, yeah. I've seen in forever. My phone is just blowing up with score updates from e- from the ESPN app. Of the amount of points that Devin Booker is just piling up. And I have League Pass. And I was like, I I can leave this game. And I can go watch this. But I still think it's worthwhile to watch this Wisconsin-Florida game. Yeah, you don't... I mean... It'd be cool. It'd be cool. But I was correct. Yes. Because... Wisconsin comes down the floor... With... I don't know, 20 seconds. I don't know, if, even if there was that much time on. Said white player from Wisconsin. Don't know which one. <laughs> jumps over the three-point line and releases the ball. Maybe like three feet inside of the three-point line. And makes it. Are you talking about the... Well, hold on. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. And then, and then Florida gets the ball. Whatever player that was did the exact same thing to win the game. And I've never seen that happen. And to see that and to see the block by Canyon Berry. Yeah. The Canyon Berry block was was it wasn't quite Tayshawn Prince. No. And it wasn't LeBron. It was underhanded though, right? Like (laughs) (laughs) goes in every time. Yeah. Watching him shoot free throws is just incredible. And then watching Rick Barry and the crowd just be vindicated. Now, my question is, the Pistons had Brent Barry. Yeah. He did not shoot underhand. No. Uh, no, they had not Brent Barry. They had... John Barry? John Barry. Yeah. He did not shoot underhand. No. Brent Barry didn't shoot underhand. No. 
But Canyonberry does. Yeah. Probably despite his older brothers. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. You know, I mean, Malcolm Gladwell has this thing where everyone should shoot on her hand. It it works. Yeah. I mean, people probably should. What is it? Wilt Chamberlain's best three, free throw shooting year of all time? Yeah. The year he won it. Because every year he'd be like, I'm going to score the most points. Have yeah. the most blocks. You could, like, if you can shoot 75% above, shoot however you want. Right. If you, if you can't, you got to shoot underhand. You got to shoot underhand. That's, that should be the rule. And it's not easy. Shooting free throws is not easy. You know? They're free throws. There's this uh, internet video I saw today yeah. where there's just some, like, muscular jackass. Like, he'd stacked up all these weights. Oh, oh it's incredible. <laughs> With the old man shooting the... Yeah, the old man's just draining free throw <laughs> after free throw behind him. And he stacks up all these weights, and he's he's trying to do, like, the most amazing video where yeah. he, like, handstands on them, and this old dude is just draining <laughs> shots behind him. And the internet completely looked past him. Yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, that's Rick Barry. So, <laughs> I know. Have you, have you seen the Shaq statue? Yes. What do you think about the Shaq statue? Well, it's maybe a little suggestive. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, full circle. My question is, if stats, if Shaq's statue is that ridiculous and suggestive, what is Mamba's statue going to look like? <laughs> Is there just going to be a snake coming out of his shorts and it's going to wrap around his leg? Probably. Yeah. Okay. And it'll be he'll just be ignoring his teammates. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like his statue will be like thirty miles away. Yeah. In like its own its own dressing room. Its own dressing. <laughs> it just it just flies around in its own <laughs> helicopter above the stadium. <laughs> the fact that he had his own dressing room is so crazy to me. Yeah. Like, what a dick move. And especially an arena that already has, like, six dressing <laughs> rooms. That houses three professional teams. Yeah. Which, like... <laughs> was, his, was his private dressing room bigger than the entire Clippers <laughs> dressing room? Chris Paul's like, come on, man. Yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah. I've got a way better beard. Um, all right. So, <sighs> God, getting some good getting some good laughs out. Yeah. Um, NBA MVP. Yeah. Yeah, for me it's three. Well, for me it's three candidates. There's probably four, but for me it's three. Um, and I'll put them in order of favorites for me. Okay, James Harden, mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard, yeah, Russell Westbrook, yeah. This is sacrilege for some people, and then the fourth is LeBron. Yeah, and then distant fifth, probably Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, but I just don't think he's got what Harden. What Harden and Westbrook are doing is is incredible. Yeah. What Kawhi's doing is probably even more impressive than what either of them are doing, but nobody knows it's happening. Yeah. Well, it's because he's never spoken a word. <laughs> There's that Scorsese movie, Silence, you know, <laughs> yeah, and it's Andrew Garfield and somebody else. It's just, it just like a hundred <laughs> dunk videos of Kawhi, just him like him running silently back up to the floor. <laughs> Then a hard cut to the word silence, <laughs> a Martin Scorsese picture. He probably would have made more money off of it. Yeah. Um, so for me, like for me, it's James Harden for a couple of reasons. One, if he's not MVP, he's, he's comeback player of the year. Yeah. Without question. And he could, he could probably still be comeback, comeback player of the year. That's bonkers. It's, it's crazy. Um, but it, with him and D'Antoni, it's, it's really like, it's really like they found each other. Yeah. You know, he was coming out of the woods just like shedding that Kardashian stink and there's Mike D'Antoni on a hill with like a rainbow above him and he's like, Oh god damn. You and me, James. <laughs> this is this is it. This is what I've been looking for for ten years. Yeah. And the thing is this, and like, people forget about this, James Harden used to love to pass. Mm-hmm. He was a point guard. And then he got to the Rockets, and I think what happened was he was just like trying to exert his will to say like i'm the best player he was kind of doing a russell westbrook impression for like two years has he been here for three years Is yeah it longer? three years yes maybe longer god it was made longer because they let's do the math here so what year did they go to the finals 2012 he got traded that summer that summer so he was 
13, 14. It's his fifth year fifth there. Fifth year. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. That sounds right. Yeah, yep. that's a good point. So, yeah. So, I guess for his first couple of years, he was really just trying to do, like, I'm the man. Like, I'm going to take this over. Eurostep. Charge into people, which you still see him do, but less of that. Yeah. And really, it's been lessened him, like, just charging into people. Because, one, his three-point shooting is substantially better. And, two, he is an incredible facilitator. Yeah. Like, that guy runs the court and facilitates better than... Well, you can't do... I mean, you can't play off him. No. You can't You can't let him get in the lane. No. And so, like, what do you do? You did nothing. You're right. You, just... you, you try and guard everybody else. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing is he... And what I think D'Antoni did was, like, hey, man, quit running into people and pass the ball every once in a while, right? Like, move it around the horn, and we're going to set up some way better plays for you. And we're going to shoot it 45 times a game, and every play is going to take... What, what's this class? Is it like seven, seven seconds? seconds? So yeah, they're a little slower they're than little they were. They're a little slower than, the, than Suns, yeah. right? Yeah. But still, it's, what is it, 10 seconds of play? Yeah, probably. If that? Yeah, they get the ball and go. And they move. They mm-hmm. pass it. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, and Steve Nash was, he would drive, cut, get in the lane, throw it out. Mm-hmm. Like that, like, it was pretty much the same thing all the time. Or he would, like, drive the lane and then dribble back out again. Right. If that was the Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Drive it, look. Nope, dribble back out. Yep, do it again. Yep, do it again. Set it back up. Seven more seconds. Where James doesn't really do that because James Harden is just an on, just straight up man on ball killer, which Nash wasn't. Yes. So you've got, it's almost like, it really is almost like having, it's, it's almost as if like Baron Davis... And Chris Paul had a kid. <laughs> you know. That'd be such a huge beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just James Harden. It's just James Harden. Yeah. Yeah. So. If you do the beard math, yeah, it's probably. If you do that, yep, you carry the one. Yep. yep. That's that's the baby. Um, yeah, beard math. So, for me, he's my, my far and away uh, number one with Kawhi number two just because he's the best two-way player we may have ever seen. I don't know that there's been a better two-way player than Kawhi. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I mean, he's got like the played, defensive skills. Of, the Spurs you have know. lost 15 games. They're running out the dead bodies of Ginobili and Parker. Yeah, they got a lot of corpses on that team. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, isn't even, is he playing again? I think yes. Okay. but Just he, recently back. But And, and he... He's a shell of what he used to be as a player. Yep. Um, Patty Mills. Mm-hmm. Now, they do have some younger – they have Simmons who's good. Um, they, so they have a couple younger players that are good. But really, it's just Kawhi and Pop Magic. Yeah. Like that's – you know. Yeah, Pop makes everybody – Yeah. You know. He's just bamboozling everybody. Yeah. If you're if you're one of the best players in the league, he makes you 10% better. If you're one of, like, the middle-tier players in the league, he makes you 100% it's better. so true. Right. If you're, like, a middling player – like, how long does it take for Della Vidova to end up on that team? Yeah. I mean, that's a perfect match, right? He's like, hey, you annoy the shit out of everybody. Right. I hate everybody. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who are, who are your top? I think Harden's my number one yeah. for the reasons you stated. Uh, I think Westbrook's probably my number two. Okay. I mean, he had another triple-double triple triple double yeah. tonight. So he's got – I did the math earlier. He's got nine games left. Yep. If he gets a triple double in four of those, I think he beats or ties Oscar Robinson's uh, tri- sing, you know, triple doubles in a season. Um, for just the sheer maniacal craziness of this season, and his, you know, the fact that he's going to play every game yep. at that level is awesome. Yeah, whether or not it's the best kind of baseball is. Totally up for debate, right. and I think you could pretty you could draw a pretty clear line that, as much as he helps his team, he probably yeah he takes a little bit off the table. Well, he's only that. started passing within the last two weeks. Yeah, and if you would have done that sooner, and that's where Harden's, in my opinion, better or more impactful, is he does get everyone else involved. It, is it crazy how how much worse Stephen Adams is? That's the year that's the surprising thing. I mean, I, I think like as an organization. They treated Russ like as if he was the child of divorce. 
this year. It's like they're yet a traumatic separation. I get it. So we're just going to appease you. You. And then at the end of that year, we'll see how that works. We'll see if it's sustainable and we'll we'll figure out a plan. And I love Sam Presti. I think Sam Presti's a brilliant dude. I really do. Like I I think it was you know, Russ wanted to stay for revenge sake. I I don't even know if he goes out. Like I just think he like just sits in a room angry. So being in Oklahoma, I think he's just like, Yeah, whatever. Picks an outfit, yep. and then he's mad for the other 24 <laughs> hours, 23 s- hours and 45 minutes What of the video day? did I see the other day where he was smiling and happy? Oh, Kendrick Lamar dropped a line in one of his songs about him. Yes. And he was smiling ear to ear, and I was like, I I don't know if I can handle this. This is like <laughs> some Pennywise shit. Like, he's, I can't take this. Um, you know, I... Okay, so the year that Oscar Robinson... Average a triple double, which was for him. So it's 61 62 season for the Cincinnati Royals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 30.8 points a game, 12.5 rebounds, 11.4 assists. What do you, what do you think the Royals record was? Hmm. Would you say above 500 or below 500? I would lean towards above 500. It was 33 and 46. So they were a losing team. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I don't think it works. Yeah. I think it's super impressive. But I think it's too much of the ball being in your hands all the time. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the playoffs yeah. with with it. Like, Where are they seated right now? Six? Six, which puts them in a matchup with Houston, which I don't think <laughs> okay. bodes well. No, it doesn't. For them. And, you know, in all fairness... What's really fascinating is though Russ hates everybody, including Steph Curry, which has happened recently, because Steph Curry was asked who MVP was, and he said James Harden, and then the press that had told James Harden, which is just fucked up, like just or told, uh, told Russ. Russ, which is just fucked up, like come on, what are you guys doing to Steph? And then he said, "Who's he?" <laughs> and then they got in a shoving match. Yeah, um, I, I feel like that whole thing was a work. Like you think so? Like Adam Silver called and was like, "Hey guys, you want to have some fun?" <laughs> We're all too rich to fight. We know. That's true. You know, but. Guys, guys, quit throwing money at each other. Yeah. Hold on for a second. Yeah. Get on the court and do it. Yeah. Um, that was interesting. Yeah, I guess you're right because there was a point where, like, I think if Russ was really mad, don't you just think he would have, like, went Super Saiyan and, like, burned that whole bitch down? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. if if Russell Westbrook were ever to punch someone, <laughs> like, you know, they just turn into ash. I've said it before. I'll never get over it. I was watching the game live when he dented his he face. He broke his face. And he was just like, yeah, whatever. He just, he's like, <laughs> let me snarl this off. <laughs> All right, we're good. All right, we're back. Um, <laughs> it was the best. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that – so what's interesting is that Harden and Russ really like each other. Really do. If they play in this series, does Russ then hate Harden? I don't think so. I think all of his hate is reserved for Katie. There's no... Katie's coming back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a couple weeks away. Yeah. It really is the perfect... um, It's really kind of perfect. Everything's... Honestly, everything's setting up real nice for the Warriors, oh, though, in the right. West. Well, like, they were so terrifying before KD got hurt. Yeah. But, I mean, they're they're going to play Portland or Denver. Yep. Though Portland with Jokic yeah. has been great. Nope, with Nurkic. Nurkic. Yes. Mm, I always get my itches. Yeah, your itches. Yeah. Well, then they're both on Denver for they're so both long. They're yep. um, But they avoid... I mean, they may play Utah in the second round, which would be interesting. It's a but, tough matchup. But, you know, San Antonio-Houston in round two, mm-hmm. you know, they... Yeah, San Antonio-Houston would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... And that's the game where you really see... When did they announce the MVP? It's uh, before well, the postseason? No, in the, like, in through the postseason. Through it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a chance that... that Harden and Kawhi could play each other before it's announced. Before it's announced, but I do think the voting would be Done. in. Yes. I mean, that's... I really do think Russ is going to come in third. Yeah, I, I that makes Even sense. Even if he gets a triple-double, I still think he's coming in third. Um, because I, I, I think... I think the writers don't like the fact that he's 
stat padding, right? Even though it's impressive. I mean, it's super impressive. Yeah. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah, the level of engagement yeah. is unbelievable. Right. It is. Um, but I do I do think he'll come in third. And it could be really interesting to watch Harden versus Kawhi. Because Kawhi could win that matchup. Yeah, absolutely. The guy's hands are the size of, what, like two basketball courts? The Black Mamba. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the big one or the little one? Either one. Either one works. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm really excited for it. I think the last little bit that we'll hit on before we get out of here, um, I don't know. It's big news. I think we've been waiting forever, but today NFL announced that Oakland Raiders are moving to Las Vegas. Yes. And then you heard an interesting little tidbit about their prices. About their Oh, season. yeah, that they after their season last year, the Raiders raised their ticket prices by an average of 40% throughout the whole arena and then they're like eh, deuces <laughs> you guys yeah did you guys buy all your season tickets for the next year cool uh, we got that non-refundable deposit in there great we got hey come on come. <laughs> guys we we got to move to las vegas yeah you've been cheap. thinking about your your muse cages right guys and some some dark energy to put in there and then here it is <laughs> Two middle fingers. <laughs> so the city of Oakland is losing the Warriors. Yeah. Well, not going that far away. They're going across the bay. But Oakland hates San Francisco. Yeah. And vice versa. And now and now they're – so the Warriors are leaving. Now they're losing the Raiders. Mm-hmm. The Athletics, let's be honest, will always be there. Yeah. But it, it's crazy to think that they had three professional sports franchises. And now not. Yeah. And now one. And, yeah, it's a bummer. And Billy Bean's still like, I should have took that offer. I, I don't, like, I can't imagine wanting to go to a Las Vegas Raiders game. No. Football game in the desert. A bunch of no. who, who knows. I, you know what's crazy is, like, you know, that fan base has gone back and forth between L.A. and Oakland. I, it's going to carry over. Sure. I mean, it's, you know. It's still in the Southwest. They're the right brand for Vegas. They are the perfect brand for Vegas. Yeah. You know, don't, don't you think there's a point where, like, Jerry Jones, like, bamboozles Mark Davis into selling in the team once they get there? He just, he just has two teams. <laughs> <laughs> don't you feel like Mark, Mark Davis is, like, a little bit of, like, a... Roger, listen. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> They're in the AFC. We're in the NFC. <laughs> it, what could go wrong? Yeah. Well, what if you guys play each other in the Super Bowl? Nah, it'll never happen. Nah. What are the odds? We'll get all the money. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I think we've been waiting forever. So now you've got the Las Vegas Black Knights. I don't know. The hockey I, team? Yeah, there's some, the Golden Knights. Golden or Knights? There was, a, you know, like the PowerPoint presentation had some some slides missing. There was some copyright infringement <laughs> on their name. There was a Stephen Curry slide in there for yeah. the Nike. So, yeah, who knows what what the hell's going on with that i'm ex- i am excited for the nhl expansion, expansion draft, draft. Yeah, well expansion drafts are always fun yeah that should be fun so you've got the knights or whatever you've got the raiders new nba franchise you think silver ever lets it go there don't you think silver keeps it out of there i do i, mean, I think I, baseball's going there for sure yeah i think so yeah but tim tebow's gonna be on that team i'm sure <laughs> if you see that happening um, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not opposed to it. I think, like, I think pro- professional sports in Vegas is pretty cool. Um, but I've never been to Vegas. Yeah, I mean, the, the stadium deal's a little wonky, a little gross. Yeah, I mean, there was, and is the city paying for this? The there's a like a hotel tax. Oh, yeah. essentially, like they're going to be drawing a dollar fifty from every hotel stay. In Vegas for the next two years. To pay for it? To pay for it. It's like $750 million will be drawn from that. This is a town that yeah. this year somebody posted that the school, like the Vegas school system went to larger class sizes because of a $14 million budget cut. It's like, you know, if you're, you're going to make $750 million for a stadium in two years, you can find a way to, yeah. you know. To, to ensure like, that children are being educated? Yeah. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that's that's nothing new though, know. with these public money in stadiums and yeah. billionaires. You know, it's like, ah, I'm rich. 
Give me some shit. <laughs> Great. Great. See you Great. Later. Now I'll get richer. Right. Yeah. Now I'm going to take my, now I'm going to leverage this and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I, uh, knock on wood, there is a part about being from Detroit and having our sports franchises. And then we had a little bit of a scare with the Pistons. Is that hundred? I wasn't hundred percent sure that Goris wasn't just going to take that shit and run. Yeah, but I, I, I think that if anyone ever tried to take one of our sports franchises out, it's a pretty good chance they wouldn't make yeah, it they past would, the board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't get out. They wouldn't get out. You know, past I ninety four. You know, nope. This is this is staying here. No. This is ours. Yeah, it's an emergency day. Uh, nobody's working. Get your pitchforks ready. Mm-hmm. We're gonna head over to all the freeways. Um, yeah. So really interesting. Um, the spectacle continues. Yeah. I feel like Vince McMahon's going to have something to do with this. I don't know. The other thing I thought about is what about those, what about that arena though? That stadium, both stadiums. Don't you think they're just going to be like casino floors? Yeah, probably. Right. I mean, there's going to be, I'm sure there'll be some, yeah, some gambling going on in yeah. those places. Don't I mean, think... you can't walk down the street without tripping over a <laughs> slot machine in Las Vegas. Yeah, don't you think that there's going to be like something like maybe it's attached to a casino? I don't know. Yeah. It's, and there's all these things about like the legal gambling and like being there and the sports books. I just, I don't know. I'm fascinated by the whole thing. Yeah. It'll be an interesting yeah. development. Yeah. Las Vegas. For Las Vegas. Here we go. Well, guys, I think that's going to wrap it up. Yeah, it seems like that could be it. That could be it. But just for now, it's goodbye for now. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back on the other end. Um, Most Basic Cable has been great. We have really, truly enjoyed every podcast, every minute of this. Um, all of you listening, uh, we truly do appreciate you. Um, yeah, it's been, it's always nice when. Someone tells me they listen to our podcast yeah. for the first time. You get right. a little feedback. Right. Get a little like right. one one guy I work with is like, I tried listening to your podcast in the first five minutes you ripped on Cleveland. I had to turn it off. And it's like <laughs> I said, sorry, you're from Cleveland. <laughs> I'm sure that was me. Yeah. I'm sure it was a mistake on the lake phrase. <laughs> still the mistake on the lake. But um, it's, it's good to know that we could still get under the skin of Ohioans. <laughs> It really does make me happy. Um, so, yeah, guys, please, um, you know, uh, look us up. Our website is um, saluteyoursports.net. Um, you will be able to um, play and stream our podcast right there. Subscribe um, to our podcast. Um, they will be on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, probably a bunch of other things that we haven't done before. I'm assuming, like, maybe Google or whatever. Yeah, we'll figure out oh, Play Store. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll figure, figure that all that out. out. Um, but, yeah, the most important thing is, uh, if you guys would like to, just go ahead and search us in the podcast app or go to our website, Salute Your Sports, and um, please subscribe. We'll have our preview pod up later this week um, along with this podcast, and I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, for the last time. I don't remember how we signed off. Yeah, I don't remember either. It's been too long. (laughs) Uh, I Uh, think we always did, like, before we get out of here, where can people find us? Oh, yeah, yeah. We did that already. Can't really find us anymore. No, you can't. So, um, well, adios. Thanks, Evan. Oh, thanks, Evan. Yeah. That's it. That's it. One last time. See you guys. See ya. Gentlemen, to Weevil.